What's up guys, Mike Lewis here and welcome to the Mike Lewis Podcast. If you guys want to keep up with me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram at Mike Lewis Official and you can follow me on Twitter at MikeLew52. It's where most of my updates come. If you're enjoying my content, give me a like and a subscribe. And without further ado, let's just dive right into this episode. Okay, Sophia, thanks for taking the time out and coming on today. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. It's good to be here. <laughs> it's, it's nice to see you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's been a long while, man. It's even freaking me out looking at myself on the camera. That's <laughs> how long it's been. <laughs> well, you know, us fellow Jersey people got to stick together, you know. Yeah, I guess so. I can, do, I can dig that. <laughs> we, we, get a, we get a better rep these days. I feel like we could have did this podcast in person. I think little known fact for the people watching this, we live probably about like five or ten minutes away from each other. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we got to keep it, uh, what, the COVID protocol, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been in Jersey for? I've been here for only about three years now. I moved here. I was living up in Manhattan for about six, seven years. And then I moved here when I uh, got out of a relationship and started over. And I rebuilt in Jersey. And here we are. <laughs> were, were you Never a- thought I'd be here, though. <laughs> You, you, you I don't love like, it though. Oh, oh I just, love it. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. I'm glad I live where I live. I'm yeah. really happy. You, you were in uh, Hoboken recently, right? I was in Hoboken hanging out with some friends, but I live. I don't live far from Hoboken. Maybe like five minute bike, five ten minute bike ride. Yeah, yeah. we're we're on the same type of wavelengths then. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, were you in uh, Manhattan pre uh, road rules? Uh, pre-road rules, I was living in Long Island, actually, because that's oh. where I grew up. And then I moved to Manhattan. I moved other places first. I moved to, after road rules, I moved to California. I lived in Wisconsin. I tried out Colorado for a second. And then I came back to, to New York, and now I'm in Jersey. Wow. Who knows where I'll go next? <laughs> yeah, who knows? What What were you doing prior to road rules that, um... Like, what were you up to, and what? how did that lead you to going to try out? Uh, so before Road Rules, I had just I just graduated college. Um, it took me an extra year because I, start, I started uh, school at the University of New Paltz, SUNY New Paltz, and then transferred. And because I transferred, it took some credits away, so I had to stay a little bit longer. And then I graduated. and But the thing was, is I was out at school, but not at home. So, you know, me at school, I was just like, hey, I'm myself. And then I come back home. I'm like, hi, I'm in a little box. So it was just really weird. So any any chance I could, I would leave the house. And so a friend of mine was like, hey, they're doing auditions for Road Rules in Boston. I'm like, I'll be there. You know, why not? Gets me out the house. I get to stop by, see my homegirls in Albany and then go to Boston. I've never been and I've always wanted to check it out. So and that's how I ended up trying out for it. I went to an open call. I made a mistake. I got there a day early because, you know, I graduated because I still don't know the days of the week. Got there a day early, slept in my car, went to the open call the next day, and then the rest is history. Wow. How long of a process was it, would you say, like, before you actually got the uh, go-ahead to show up? Uh, it was about two to three months. I think I started, yeah, I started in September. September. Oh, I can't believe I remember that. See, just because I'm in my forties doesn't mean I don't got a memory. 
I was in September when I started, and then by December we figured out. Mm-hmm. But my season was a little different because we did a casting special because they only they just told thirteen people that they're on a show, and we didn't know what show to be on until we arrived at the airport. And then they were like, "Hey, congratulations! You're going to Morocco." <laughs> you know, I'm like, all right. Here's a little pamphlet. Figure it out. It was really weird. <laughs> yeah, I I think that was the first and only time they might have done something like that where they had that casting special i mean you had you there of course um hasella who's been on this show a few weeks ago she was there um the miz who obviously now everybody knows who he is and coral too who's one of the biggest yeah yeah show so you had some uh you had some names there that kind of jump out at the screen a little bit what what was that process like like what what was your impressions upon showing up to that house did you feel like uh overwhelmed did you feel like you fit better in one show than the other what was your mindset like well i was just excited to see all these people i'm like all right let's see who's up in the ring with me uh i ended up uh being roommates with coral and me and her got along just fine and then it was pretty cool actually you know it was just a couple of days of random strangers hanging out but it was really weird because also every it felt like everybody was on a campaign like the minute you talk to somebody i know their life story i'm like really tell me <laughs> you know it was very strange i was like oh really you lost your brother huh <laughs> you know, like conversations you don't usually have with you just somebody you just meet so there was a lot of campaigning and everybody just telling why they belong there for some reason I pretty much listened a lot, and people were just telling me their story, and so that was interesting enough. But I was hyped, I was excited, I thought I had a chance, and but the weirdest thing, there was this weird kind of like, um, there's kind of like a hunt, like, you know, because back then everybody's always one gay person, and everybody's like, who's the gay person? I'm like, I don't know, and they're asking me, and I'm like, dude, it's me, but I'm like, oh, I'm not going to tell nobody. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there was just this weird hunt for it, and then... Yeah, eventually, eventually I came out in a show and tell, and that wasn't even my intention. I was going to talk about something completely ridiculous, but it was so, for two days, everybody trying to find out who the gay person was. I was like, all right, might, might as well just out myself. I'm already out everywhere else, you know? Did you feel Except pressure? Did you feel pressure because you were surrounded by those people to come out and say that? or? No, it felt like the right thing to do, you know? I don't really tend to do things under pressure. I may make haste decisions under pressure, but if it feels like the right thing to do, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, yeah you were just, you were the first yeah. um, openly gay role ruler, right? I think. Yeah, man. Wow. <laughs> got that so back. I'm gonna go big or go home, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really want to do road rules. Um, I didn't. So the way they did it was like. Uh, once we made, the, once the thirteen were chosen, they sent us luggage, and they were like, "Pack your luggage, uh, like you know those travelers' backpack. Pack a whole backpack like you're going to Road Rules, and pack an extra box. So like, if you do get sent to Real World, they'll ship it to the house." Uh, in my mind, I was like, "I'm not packing that box. I'm going on Road Rules because <laughs> I was sent. I wanted to be on Road Rules. That's what I would try it out for. That's where I wanted to be." And plus, I was like. Real world New York, and I live in New York. That kind of sucks, man. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to live in the city that I come from, you know. But it would have been dope living in the village. <laughs> but um, what was what was I gonna say? See, I lost my thought. Don't let me go on tangents. I'll be like forever. <laughs> Let's ring it back. Why don't you just ask me a question? I'll I'll get back to it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like when if you take cast members, right, and you kind of put them down that conveyor belt and then, like, the one side, it'll, like, almost go off, right, if you fit yeah. on road rules or real world, right? And I feel like the seeing eye test, someone like yourself, who we obviously, you know, saw on ch- a challenge, I feel like with the seeing eye test, like, you would probably fit, you know, appropriately the way you were on road rules you know whereas like i feel like with someone like a hasella she could be either or you know what i mean yeah some someone like a coral that makes sense for real world you know what i mean um whereas like you you kind of strike me as someone that's more so reads the room as opposed to like campaigning and is there for like the uh athletic stuff yeah well you know it's kind of funny because i was so they originally uh one of the producers who runs everything now, uh, Julie Peasy, she had said that originally I was casted for Real World, but at the last minute they switched me to Road Rules, and I was like, sweet, <laughs> I was so happy that something intervened for me to get there, yeah. Do, do you know who you replaced? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Say it again? No. no I was going to ask if you knew who you replaced, or who was swapped. Oh, who was swapped? Um, I'm not really sure. I want to say Nicole, but I don't think that's the case. I never really asked that. That would have been a good question to ask, though. But no, I never really asked. Mm-hmm. I just knew I got to where I wanted to be, <laughs> so yeah. I took it. <laughs> Was there anything that stood out at maybe the, one of the auditions that they asked you, and then maybe one of your answers that you feel like uh, maybe shifted them into wanting you? Well, it's actually kind of interesting, you know. Uh, so when you're waiting online they give you like a basic like one or two sheet questionnaire right and uh you know they ask the question you know do you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend and like i'm staring at this question for like a minute because i'm like ah either i keep lying to myself and lying to everybody or be honest so i'm looking at it real (laughs) i'll never forget this i was looking at it real hard and the girl was like it's not that hard girl just answer it (laughs) and i'm like oh shit fine (laughs) so i said no i don't have a girlfriend and the second question that was tricky was, uh, when it comes to relationships, are you a fox or a hound? And I said, well, that's tricky because when it comes to girls, I'm I'm a hound because they all think I'm straight. And when it comes to boys, they, I'm a fox because they all think I'm straight. So that's <laughs> how I answered it. So after waiting in a, for a long time online, uh, you meet like maybe 10 of us meet a casting director. So this woman, Sasha, was looking through the application and she was like, Sophia and this other girl, Rebecca, is like, look, I can't really understand your handwriting. I need you to clear some things up. Can you stay back so we can do that? She, I was like, yeah, yeah, my bad, because I know I was writing. I was like an asshole. So can I curse on this thing? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah, like, because <laughs> <laughs> so, it's not the easiest thing to write and, like, stand, you know? And so uh, she goes aside, like, you know, that was an excuse to set you guys apart. We want you to continue to the next round, which was like a 30, 40-page application so she's looking over my paperwork and goes so sophia everybody thinks you're straight and then the girl next to me is like you're gay and i'm like my point exactly (laughs) and that's how that went (laughs) i forgot about that man thanks for reminding me that story (laughs) (laughs) no yeah that's that's like uh one of my things i like to unpack because you know, people usually tell their casting stories or processes like I did this interview, blah 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 blah. But then I, I try to like unpack and like dig deep and want to hear like maybe what was the question that maybe piqued the producer's interest. You know what I mean? That's yeah. something that get lost when uh, thinking about how people get on the shows. 
Well, you know, during the whole process, you know, after that, they made me send the video. Oh, after I did the other page, then I had to stay in extra. Oh, my goodness, I forgot to tell you that part. So afterwards, uh, they were like, okay, I know you're not from here. Are you heading back to New York? And I'm like, yeah, I got to go back. I don't. I slept in my car the night before. I don't have a place to stay. And the girl was like, oh, you can crash with me. I'm like, all right, cool. So I stayed at her, and then they called me the next day for an interview, and then it kept going. But uh, it wasn't until the casting special, they were a little concerned about me not being out to my family. Because I guess on a prior season, somebody did that, came out on the show before their family, and they had big trouble. So wow. they wanted to make sure everybody who was on there was out. So as the interview process came, they were like, well, did you come out to your family? And I lied off my ass. So I was like, yeah, I came up to my mom. And like, how did she take it? And I literally read out of a script. She was so upset. Did it <laughs> like I watch this TV movie. And so she's like, you feel better? I'm like, yes. <laughs> how about your dad? I'm like, no, I haven't come out. So they made an exception for me and saying like, you don't have to come out on the show. You don't have to tell them before you air the, tape the show, but you have to tell them afterwards. But, oh, let me backtrack because I got to the casting special. So when I got to the casting special, they were really concerned about it. But I, uh, one of the directors said, because I said this line, that's when they proceeded to go forward is choosing me as one of the finalists. They were like, are you sure you want to go with it? I'm like, you know, there's one point in your life you're going to have to live it for yourself and not for everybody else. And, you know, I feel like this is this point and I got to do this for me or I'll never get out of this box. And then because I said that, they were like, all right, she's fine to go. I think they were worried about me know, having a breakdown or something of that sort. <laughs> wow, I mean, that, that's actually interesting to hear. I mean, especially, I feel like maybe in a current day and age, they might do something like that where they want, you know, because obviously we're, right now we're in such a social media heavy day and age where, you know, yeah. how people perceive you is pretty much like the main thing that comes with being on reality TV because, you know, people watching. And um, I feel like back then, it might not be as big of a focal point. You know, you're not probably dealing with, um, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like when you were first on the show, maybe you weren't um, necessarily having to deal with some backlash, maybe, or anything like that. No, we had the chat rooms on MTV.com, and, you know, people will say things, because that's whenever, when trolling really just started, mm. and people will just say comments and then leave. And so it wasn't as heavy as it is now. I mean, you gotta, you have to understand, like I started college when emails just started happening. I learned about opening up a hot, I have a hotmail, man. <laughs> so by the time I graduated, computers were just starting to like get to this next level. So there was a lot of in-person <laughs> like well, somebody will see you and be like oh you know what I would get a lot of uh, when MySpace was still there oh my goodness I did age myself uh, when MySpace was still there I would have random people come to me in the streets like you didn't accept my friend request and like one girl pushed me I was like oh my bad I, didn't know, I don't know you and now I know why <laughs> you know so that was interesting in itself that was the biggest thing but nowadays I think it's a whole different world and I can't even imagine functioning, even going to high school with all this social media. That's crazy. It's like one bad mistake, you're done. It's yeah. Crazy. You, did that happen a lot with you? You got noticed in public a lot? Yeah, I got I got noticed. Uh, mostly more of everybody else got noticed. But I have a, you know, I have big hair, so it's not really, it's 
I can't really hide it very much, so, except when I'm wearing my hat. But even then, now when I wear my hat, people know because I wear it so much. I know I, which I'm trying to change. So yeah. Was, was that ever weird? But, uh, for yeah. It was in the beginning because um, you know, I came. I literally came from just being cool and just. I was the person who's just laid back and like, hey, let's have a good time and stuff like that too. Like everybody knows you and sees you and is in your face. And so for a while it took me to adjust. There was a time where I didn't want to come out the house because I was just too overwhelmed. But everything, and my parents also were a little nervous. I think they were really worried about how people were going to receive me. But things changed. I remember I had gone to Verizon to pay my phone bill with my dad at the mall. And all these people came to have autograph and like take pictures. And my dad was like, okay, so it's not so bad, Sophia. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah. So that kind of helped ease the passage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was uh, an adjustment. Mm -hmm. We had a follower question here. They wanted to know what was the, um, where was the disconnect with um, Ellen on the show? Like, why did, uh, why did you guys not maybe see eye to eye? interesting and in I mean back then I don't know how she is now Ellen was still kind of I don't know we lost you never really got to see a lot of Ellen because she was too involved with this whole Adam thing and everything was based around like her relationship and her reaction to the relationship and things that it triggered and stuff so you never really got to see Ellen as just Ellen because she was already teamed up with Adam who's another uh, character you know so she kind of she had some humor but I don't know. Her personality didn't show. She was she was a very sweet girl, though. And we tried to connect. But, you know, sometimes there's people you like, you're good with, but you just don't click with. Or maybe you just haven't found the thing to click with. Or maybe my head was up my butt, <laughs> up my ass, because I was thinking about a million other things. You know, there can be so many variables. But I know that, uh, I know that after the show, I hung out with her once or twice. And... Uh, that's when after the show I had lost all this weight and then she was like, girl, you need to change up your outfit. She was giving me all this makeover ideas and I'm like, okay, Ellen, I'm going to try that. And it works. So, hey, that's <laughs> what I got for Ellen. <laughs> but yeah, but besides that, she was a smart girl and really sweet and kind. But I think she, her personality got whitewashed because of the relationship with her and Adam, in my uh, opinion. Yeah, and I don't think many people know how she is today because she's like completely off the grid these days. Yeah, I mean, she... I don't think, I didn't expect it to be anything more than she wanted to do, you know. She got what she needed. She probably got a lot of backlash or didn't get a lot of backlash. I know when we were at the VMAs, uh, uh, Puff Daddy came to her and was like, you love that boy, don't you? You love that boy. <laughs> so I'll never forget that. She's like, can you believe P. Diddy's looking at me? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Ellen. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> what, what about uh, you and Adam? What was your relationship like with him? Ah, uh, we butt heads a lot because at the time I thought he was just like, he was a bit misogynist at the time. And he was always kind of like, I don't even know if he was misogynist. He was just more of like, I'm the man, I'm the guy, I'm going to drive. Like, there were so many times I wanted to drive the RV. He's like, no, I'm driving. Like, I'm a, and I drove better than him, man. I'm a great driver. <laughs> and he, the, amount of, the amount of things he hit all through Morocco and Spain is ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, you won't let me take the wheel, but yeah, you're going to take this sign down. Now I got to talk to French to these police and tell them that, sorry, you're a stupid American. <laughs> you know, like, it was kind of talking people off the ledge because of how bad he was driving. 
Wow. But he was, uh, but outside of that, he, he had a, I don't know, maybe he had something to prove, but me and him buttheads because there were certain, there was an arrogance to him that I didn't care for. And that's, that was one of the things that back then that really rubbed me wrong. Like when you're super arrogant and don't give people a chance and think that just because you're who you are, or you're a dude that you, you're better. It's like, nah, man. It's like, no. <laughs> so we just butt heads in that way. But on the on the flip side of it, he also had a really good heart. And he is a really sweet guy. So it's kind of like, it's weird to, it's like, it's weird to remember him in the way that I knew him and to know how I've become in my 40s and how he probably, you know, evolved. I'm sure he's been through a lot and he still has that good heart, but, you know. Certain habits are hard to break sometimes. I think that because um, I had Hisella on, she was talking about him too. I think like didn't he have like uh, ADHD or something, and they weren't giving him his medication, and that's what caused a lot of his. Yeah. Oh gosh, I forgot about that aspect. He did have ADHD. I don't. I, I didn't know enough about it at that time, and but sometimes he would go a little off the rails and go really bonkers. Not bonkers, but like, not bonkers, because that's the wrong word to use for it. Uh, he would just, I don't know. You know how sometimes you get lost in your own space? Uh, yeah. So it's kind of like it's kind of like that. He would get lost in his own space, and sometimes it'd be hard to reel him back to connect to reconnect. And other times he would, other times he would just be Adam. <laughs> and, yeah. And that's the thing. Sometimes you couldn't, you didn't know which part was Adam and which part was HDHD. You know. So it was very confusing, and I know some people were thinking, I forgot who had the conversation, were thinking, like, maybe he's, so, sometimes he would just, like, play it off, like, and put the blame on it when it was really him. And it's kind of like, you're really not going to question it, because you don't really question somebody who has mental issue, mental health issues, you know? Because it's rude, and it's not, and it's, you don't know anything about it, so who you'd ask, you know? Yeah. So there was a fine line between that a couple of times, but... I forgot all about that. There was a lot of conflict with that. I know just the beef that I had with him was just because I just found him to be very arrogant and very misogynist sometimes. Did, did you feel like um, everything with uh, you on that Road Rule show was like portrayed, you know, the best way? Or were there some things out of place that you didn't like? Or No, I think for the most part it, it was it was good. I think the parts that I get a little weary is, is my part in it. I, you know, I, so when you're doing these interview processes, you know, you really are going through therapy sessions. And if you've never been to therapy, which I never did, it brings up the stuff that you didn't even realize was happening. You know, like I'll go into these interviews like, oh, I'm so happy. Next level. Yeah. And then I'll come out of it like I hate my family and my dad, you know. And then you're dealing with all this internal stuff that they pick up, and then they throw you in the setting with cameras, people you don't know, strangers, extreme situations. And at that time, I didn't realize that I was a person who kind of goes within themselves when stuff starts to, like, bubble. And so, and I was so hell-bent on not being pigeonholed to be the gay person because I knew there was so much more to me that I resisted, and I played myself for that. And I, you know, but it was exactly, I was... I was being who I was at the time, but I wish I could have been a better version of that, you know, and mm -hmm. opened up and shared my story more. I wasn't thinking about everybody. I was just thinking about what I was going through and yeah. what I was going to have to face when I got home. 
So I always regretted that, but you know, you can't really change what's already happened. How, but, yeah. how, how was that when you got home from uh, the show and then you saw it all unfold? Uh, it was, <laughs> it was kind of tricky because uh, the first thing that aired was the casting special. So I told nobody in my family about it because I knew they were going to show the kiss with me and Hasala. So I was like, I'm not telling anybody. They flew us out to LA for the premiere. We were all having a good time. I land, I land at home. I call my sister be like, hey, I'm coming home. And oh no, I call my cousin Herman. He's like, yo, don't come home. I'm like, what happened? He's like, my little sister Claudia told everybody about the casting special and the whole family watched it. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I was so mortified. I didn't want to come home. And prior to that, I had, oh, before I left for California, I wrote my dad a letter coming out to him. Mm. So when I came home, he was like, I want you to, I'll never forget this. We were in this small ass room and he was like, Sofia, you, and, oh, he has an accent. So he's like, Sofia, you and I talk about everything, okay? I want you to tell me what's in this letter. And I'm like, what? It's like, you didn't read the letter? It's like, no. I want you to tell me what's in this letter. I'm like, papi, if I could if I could tell you what's in the letter, I would have said it. That's why I wrote it, for you to read it. He's like, I want you to tell me. He's like, okay. So he opens the letter and he starts reading it in front of me. When I tell you, I, time stood still. The heat of my body came out of nowhere. <laughs> and then he got to the point where I came out to him and then just started bawling. He started crying so hard. And he was, uh, he thought he loved me too much and that's why that happened and I'm like oh Bobby it's not about you and after that he started you know you go through your stages you get hurt you're surprised and then you're angry and he's like you're gonna ruin your life and then that's when I started getting angry at him I was like two minutes ago I could do anything but now you know that I'm gay I'm ruining my life I'm like that doesn't make any sense you know so he didn't speak to me for a while but he did acknowledge me but he didn't speak to me he couldn't make eye contact we'd have dinner and then one day, uh, one day my aunt made a big meal and, you know, you have to pass the dishes around. And then I'm like, oh, can somebody pass the bees? And he goes, here. And that's Sophia, you have mail. So he was just like, talk to me real angry, but talk to me. I'm like, all right, that's progress. I'll take it. You know, <laughs> pass the bees. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, the rest of my family who are very Catholic and very religious, they were like, you know, we love you. We love you, Sofia. You'll always be our Sofia. You know, you're going to have to make your choices, but, you know. So pretty much right now, the way they treat everything in the family is like everybody knows. We don't really talk about it, but I brought home a girlfriend before, and they've accepted. And, like, I, I raised a son, so he's come to the family, and they still ask about him. So it's kind of like they've kind of gotten over it a bit. I mean, yeah. I, won't make out, I won't make out with somebody in front of them. No way. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> so, so they showed a kiss between you and Hasella? Yeah. Wow. It was a truth or dare kind of thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did you have, like, some type of a thing for her on the show? Or was that, like, oh, yeah. a thing? Yeah, you know, a beautiful lady, of course. You'd be dumb not to have a crush on that girl. <laughs> and she's really sweet and very, has a really great heart. Yeah. Like, she's a solid chick, you know? And she speaks her mind, you know? Even if you agree with it or you don't, it's coming from a true place, so... It's hard to be angry at somebody with that. You could disagree with it, but it's hard to be angry. And she's and she's a good person to like 
be like, okay, you proved me wrong. I stand corrected kind of thing. So yeah, as long as you do it with respect and not come at her. Because then if you're going to come at her, she's not going to, she's never going to put that down. <laughs> you know, she's going to like, oh, and I'm going to fight you to the death. Even though I'm wrong, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you, you got to appreciate someone with that kind of honesty. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 She's a good girl. A good girl. She's a woman. She's a good lady. <laughs> so post-show, I mean, you mentioned before about the VMAs. Like, did you uh, get any post-show opportunities, like any bar appearances or any type of engagements, mm-hmm. stuff like that? Could you maybe walk me through what kind of opportunities? Um, I got- I got to lecture a lot at universities. Um, they put us in a course to teach us how to speak in engagements. And then I spoke a lot on diversity and self-awareness. And uh, that was pretty good. I, my program was called like the Freshman 15. Like 15 things you need to know about <laughs> diversity. And it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. I did it for a few years. I did a couple of bar crawls and in spring break appearances. Me and uh, Derek, uh, Derek Kaczynski, a K. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we toured the Midwest for like two, three months on a bar crawl. That was pretty cool. That's And he was fresh off his season. So he was all tiny little bulldog Derek. <laughs> but he was always a good dude. What was your favorite place to uh, crawl at? You wouldn't believe it if you would not believe it. I had a really freaking great time in North Dakota, believe it or not. <laughs> I, randomly, North Dakota. I had a blast over there. And, yeah. I always remember that this bar was connected to a liquor store, so they never ran out. And the contest we had to host, and just the people were really cool. And I, I it, was, it surprised me, and I had a great time. <laughs> West Virginia was the most beautiful that I saw. How old were you at that time? Like 24, 25. Yeah. Okay. I was still young. So were you, <laughs> were you doing the, uh, the whole engagement thing uh, at schools? Like, was that like the New York area? Was that what Everywhere. You I flew everywhere. everywhere. Mm. I went to Oklahoma. I went to like Massachusetts. I went everywhere. Indiana, everywhere. And it wow. was really cool to experience college culture in different places. Because afterwards, you know, they'll take you out and then take you around the dorms. I had a blast a couple of times, you know. Actually, that's how I met one of my first girlfriends, because she booked me to speak at was uh, University of Milwaukee. And mm, That's how you met her? Yeah. And then eventually I was like, you know what? All I need is an airport because I was doing speaking engagements. It's like, I'm just going to move out there. So I moved out there and... Just flew out of Milwaukee when I had to do my engagements. <laughs> wow, that's that's really interesting, and it's it's fu- it's funny too because uh, I think like most people, there's like a misconception. You know, most people would assume that the real worlders are the ones that get to rub elbows with all the famous people and do all this flashy stuff, but uh, the road rulers also get in on the fun. Yeah, so yeah, I got some I got some good uh, moments, especially because also there was not a lot of people who were out during that time and my age so yeah. i got to do a lot of out events and see really cool things and be part of things like that yeah but you know the one thing i do have to say that i really did appreciate about doing the speaking is that first it helped me figure out really what i want to say and what i believed in and you know and in my program 
gosh, thank you. I'm sorry if I'm rambling because I haven't thought about oh, this. No, in go a ahead. Moment. Go ahead. In my program, I would, I know I would get booked for like Pride Month and everything and diversity, but I tried to make it so that everybody understood what it was like. I said, you know, if there were, if there was ever a time you wanted to do something and you or be somebody, you couldn't. Like, let's say you wanted to be in in art school. But your parents are like, I'm not paying for that. You got to be a doctor. Or if you wanted to, like, wear polka dot and plaid, but people are clowning you, so you're just wearing monochromatic colors. Anything you want to do, something that you didn't, then you've felt oppression. And and that's kind of like a feeling of what you are when you're coming out of the closet. You're hiding yourself. You're not being true to yourself. You're not showing your full potential. You're, like, tucking your feathers under, like, a freaking blanket. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. It's like, if you have any moment... I mean, it's not, it, some of the things are not equivalent, but it gives you the, it puts you in the mind frame of, that's how it feels like, just hyping yourself. I bumbled that, but you get that. But back then, it, people weren't talking about that. Now it's just like everywhere. So I'm really happy about that. Yeah. Did you uh, meet anybody else besides P. Diddy? Yeah, I met a couple. I met a couple of people, man. And actually, most recently, I, uh, I sometimes do, so my job was working events, and I do events everywhere, so I was doing this event for Mother's Day at the UN, Mm -hmm. and pretty much I had to do the talent check-in, and there were talent from everywhere, Laura Dern, everybody, like, oh my gosh, Jamie King, so many people that I met, and so I had to get the elevator because Zoe Saldana was coming, and they wanted the elevator, so like, Sophia, can you go pushing and get it? I'm like, yeah, so the elevator comes, and she walks. And she was looking at me and was like, I know you. And I'm like, nah, you don't know me. It's like, you're fine. It's like, no, I know you. So she gets in the elevator. She's like, no. Are you my chef? Did, we, did I ever be a chef for me? I was like, nah, but I will. <laughs> and she's like, no, no. I was like, I know you. So like, where do I know you from? I was like, well, I did Road Rules and the challenge. She's like, yes. And it's like, I remember. And you were with this person and that person. And Cora was on in there. I'm like, oh, my God, this girl knows my life. <laughs> you know? So it was really, really cool that she remembered. And then when I went down to the green room to like get her to get up on stage, we would pass and just smile at each other. That was a really cool moment. And I had a conversation with Janet Jackson at the VMAs. Yo, it was very briefly, and I will never forget it. So at during commercials, they just stopped taping so people can leave to go to the bathroom and stuff like that. So I'm like, so the front, so all the celebrities are here and we're a couple of rows behind. So I leave and I walk so I can walk past the front of the stage and go. And then I'm walking, and then I feel a hand on my wrist. And then I look down, and it's Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. She was like, How, I love your hair. However did you do it? I said, a lady never reveals her secret. And then I walked away, and I was just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I continued to make an ass of myself with a bunch of people at the after parties. With India, I first came out, and I was a little kind of drunk and gnarly at the time so i saw her i was like girl i love that song brown skin <laughs> and i was doing this and she looked at me <laughs> mad weird my friend was like you need to go <laughs> <laughs> those are good moments <laughs> yeah it, it seems it seems like they're fond times to uh reminisce on <laughs> yeah 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 dang no you're making me happy i haven't thought about these things in so long <laughs> <laughs> So, so was the challenge, is that what you were hoping for? I mean, because now it's evolved into, like, somewhat of a phenomenon, you know, and people look yeah. to go on TV 
reality shows, they're like, uh-oh, hopefully this propel me to the challenge. Whereas I feel like, you know, back when you were doing Battle of the Sexes, they were, it was still kind of like backyard games and stuff yeah. like that. They had some, like, cool challenges, like, um, you know, the pop culture bike jump was one that comes to mind and uh, yeah. stuff like that. But all in all, I mean, they weren't doing, like, to the magnitude of challenges that they're doing today where you see them jumping off of semi trucks and uh yeah. you know stuff like that was was the challenge really on your mind frame coming off of real rules yeah i wanted to do one because I'm an, I'm, I'm an athlete i compete yeah. that's what i love so i always want to do a challenge so i could push myself and actually when i got to do battle of sexes 2 i literally trained in colorado i was like i'm gonna be at the end i'm gonna win this joint i was all set because in my mind, I was like, this is my only chance. So mm -hmm. I, I literally trained so I can, you know, I, I have this mentality of like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't want to be able to say, as long as I can say I could do everything and say that I can't do it, I want to be ready. I don't want to not be able to do something because I can't do it. Mm. I want to try my best. So I kind of just trained to do that. So when I saw the challenges, I'm like, really? I was kind of a little upset. I'm like, oh, I was like, really? This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. I was ready for some physical stuff. But uh, I'm glad I, I'm glad it went down the way it did. I did get to do some cool things, so that was all right. And yeah. Mm -hmm. how, how did it stack up with your experience on road rules? Did it, uh, like, which one do you look back on more fondly, you know? Road rules. How come? Just the ex mm, that's a good question because I did meet a lot of good friends in Battle of Sexes too. Yeah, road rules because you know it was new for everybody. All of us it was new for all of us. I got to go to Spain and Morocco, man. That was the first time I ever left the country, so that was big for me. And I got to use my French, which I forgot, didn't realize that I got fluent again, and like. I got to do some cool shit. I got to rock climb in freaking Spain. <laughs> Come on, man. Who can say that? I got <laughs> to jump off a bridge. I got to find an old-ass man who's 60 and over to jump off a bridge where a couple of days ago, somebody committed suicide because that bridge is known for committing suicide. A couple of days before they did that, had to find the 60-year-old man who jumped off the bridge with me. That was nuts. Who could say that, dude? Hey, Grandpa, you want to fake a death with me <laughs> for tv come on <laughs> yeah who who did who did you uh who'd you vibe with or who did you maybe not vibe with from uh, your time of battle of the sexes too uh who did i not vibe with i believe it or not the whole time i felt like my number one competition was tina actually i had a conversation with her about this mm. because ruthie the only person who I had like a connection with was Ruthie. And so Ruthie was like, she's in it with Coral and stuff. They're an alliance, you know, we got to have each other's back. And I'm like, all right, you know, that's interesting. So I never really got to know Tina very well. And plus she's a big person. She's a big personality, but I never disliked her, but she was always like, in my mind, I was like, I have to do just as good as Tina or better than her in order to stay in this game. If she's going to do this, I got to do better. You know, it was like, Cause for me, that she was like my equal as far as co competition-wise. Who I did not get along with, who else was there? Robin was fine. Evie's was fine. Most of the girls I got along. Yeah, most of the girls I got along with, you know. 
uh, Coral's fine. Me and her just got into disagreements because she wanted to do, you know, it's about the voting. She wanted her people, I wanted my people, so it was just like a clash of that, you know? Yeah. Was that was that your first time meeting Ruthie? Because I think you guys were probably the closest, I'd say, right? Oh, no, I had met her before because when I lived in, in Los Angeles, we had uh. met. And we became friends that way. And the, but that was our first challenge, or our only challenge we've done together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What did you feel about uh, how that final went down? Because it's kind of uh, a lot of fans look at it controversially. You know, they feel like the women got the raw end of the deal. Did you feel like that? What? Which final? The the last one, or for all the stars, ba- or for the battle, battle of the second final? Yeah. I don't know what are they saying because I I don't know what I can I cannot say. Uh, I thought first of all, I thought it was pretty fucking rad to jump out of an airplane <laughs> to go into my final, dude. And I like an idiot thought like the proper way to jump out of an airplane is to somersault. That wasn't the case, but that was cool. <laughs> but uh, you know there was a problem in our first leg. There was a problem with the key. That's and so, yeah, and it was, re- it, it really, it, I was so livid. I've never been that so mad because after we passed that and they fixed it, we, we breezed through the other, like, in no time. We'd be straight through it and we would have just been head to head on that puzzle part. And I was so mad by the time we got in there. I got livid. I threw a chair. I kicked things because I was so like, are you kidding me? You know? Because it's like $60,000 in a trip around the world right at your fingertips because of a fucking key. I was so livid, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it rubbed it rubbed some uh, some people the wrong way, you know? I, you know? Yeah, people, man. People have their theories, but... Who knows? But, man, that could have been ours. That would have been ours because I was set. Like, because during the challenge, during that thing, I would run ahead. I would run ahead because it was like a mile between each checkpoint. So I would run ahead to read the instructions, but I couldn't start it until the rest of the team got there. So when we they got there, I'm like, all right, this is what we have to do. And then we just boop, up, up, right through it. Next one, bop, 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 right through it. And we would have we would have won that joint, man. How, how come? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how come that was your uh, final challenge? Like, wh- why did you not do another one? Because they never asked me. I knew who I was on the show. I wasn't a big enough personality. And at that time, that's what you needed, you know. I think that's the sw- I think that's what the switch with this challenge with the you know how you were talking about the backyard games to the extreme. Yeah. I feel like in the beginning it was really about the personalities. It was an extension of the social experiment of people clashing in extreme conditions. But now in the new challenges, it's like you're doing some crazy stuff, and it, it's more about how you react to that rather than the person. You know, it's kind of it's a little bit different. Mm. I haven't really formed that. I just thought about that right now. So don't mark. Don't take my word for it all the way. <laughs> I still want to grow. <laughs> well, I, I feel like a, uh, you know, either well-known fact or maybe a little-known fact to those that don't know is that um, actually you were in uh, quarantine for the first season of All-Stars that premiered yeah. this past you know, um, as, a, as an alternate. How do, so I want to ask you, well, we'll get into, like, how that was, you know, meeting some of those people, which, I mean, I know a lot of them you're probably meeting for the first time. But, yeah. um I do want to ask, like, how did that maybe come come about? Because, like, you know, when this whole first thing was pitched, I mean, Mark, I know Mark Long was reaching out to uh, a lot of people. How did you first hear about it, or how did you get uh, first uh, 
sought out to be on? Like, did Mark reach out to you himself, or did you just get a call? No, actually, to be honest with you, there's this one guy, his name is Colin, and he's been my uh, fan of mine for since the beginning, like, the jump. And me and Ruthie had met him once in Manhattan, and he was just, he was really always cool. And I always just kept in contact. He always checked in on me throughout the years, always remembered my birthday and stuff. And then he was like, hey, you know that they're doing an OG challenge. And he told me about it. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, just message Mark Long and let him know that you're interested if you wanted to do it. And I'm like, you know what, maybe, yeah, I will. So I sent the message to Mark, and he got back to me, and then everything just started going from there. And, uh, yeah, it went going. And then, you know, the pandemic, we were right in the middle of the pandemic. So when they were starting to cast and stuff, they were like, oh, do you have your passport? I'm like, son of a bitch, I don't have my passport. <laughs> so I, they were like, ah, oh, that's going to be a problem. But then I was told that if I wrote my senator, they can expedite the passport really quickly. So I wrote my senator and I got my passport within three days. And then I became an alternate. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, so how was that, you know, meeting some of those people? Because I, I think it was, uh, what was it, you, uh, Heather? It was Heather, Heather uh, Cook. Yeah. It was me, Heather Cook, Ryan, uh, Kahada, and Casey. Wow. Yeah. Was that your first time meeting all of them? Yep. Oh, and Jemmy was there also. Because Jemmy, Jemmy, it was Jemmy first, and then Jemmy swapped out Casey. Mm. Yeah. What, what, was, what was it uh, like meeting them and hanging out with them there? First of all, I had met Ryan before a long time ago in passing because, you know, you get people all around the same circles a little bit, especially if you both live in New York and Manhattan, you're going to run into each other. <laughs> and uh, and then so we kind of I kind of knew him. But then meeting everybody, I was just like, I have no idea who you are, but I'm not going to act like that. I'm like, so how many challenges have you been? I was like. They actually helped me out a lot because they really were telling me what the challenges were like and giving me the stories about it and like kind of like giving me a history lesson of what I've been missing and how how toxic some of it was and how great some of them was and how different people were and just a combination of everything and why they wanted to go back. But they really, really schooled me in a lot of things. And I didn't know... I thought I was the only one who was all insecure, be like, do I even belong here? And da 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 da. And so, yeah, it was really nice hanging out with them for two weeks. And we really kind of bonded over it. And Kahuta, man, that's my dude. He is the funniest dude on earth. He's so surprising. I love him. <laughs> yeah. I love <laughs> that dude. He's so surprising. I never expect half the things that come out of that, that guy's mouth. <laughs> I'm like, what? You did what? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and Heather Cook is the sweetest girl. I am so glad I am not on the wrong side of her because she's also a beast. Oh, man, man, she's a beast. She makes she, me nervous. <laughs> I've, I've had her on uh, twice before. I mean, I think uh, a lot of people were, like, so, uh, well, one, like, sh shocked that she wasn't there, but disappointed, I mean, because she only did one challenge, but she had such a strong showing that I think a lot of people are hoping that one day she gets another crack at it. Yeah, she actually inspired me because I I said to a lot of people, asked like, oh, are you sad that you were alternate and didn't make it? I was like, no, it actually kind of saved me. I would have died if I did the first challenge. I was so out of shape. I was not even close 
to what I needed to be to do this challenge. I, I probably would have died. And then while during quarantine, Heather was like working out. And then, you know, just looking at her, I was just like, dude, Sophia, this used to be you. You used to be like this. So it was like seeing somebody who was like you on the inside. It really inspired me. So when I got back home, I was like, I hit the gym and I got back in it. And I started feeling myself again. So thank you, Heather. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know? so, so, so you, and Casey, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. What were you saying Casey, about Casey? Casey is just a classic Texan beauty. <laughs> she is a firecracker, that one. Uh, she's got a good heart, but she's so smart. She's super smart. She's a lot smarter than people don't uh, are aware of. So she's you gotta be careful. She's a good one. Yeah. And Ryan and Ryan is just a dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's a he's a good connector. He brings people together. Yeah. He he he's really relatable. You know, he's also another fellow fellow Jersey person as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We had a conversation about him. <laughs> we about him about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a he's a very good. Like, if I had to choose, like, a politician of the group, he would be a good politician because he can connect all the people and he'll always be honest and speak the truth about it. It's a, it's a really, it's, he's very innate with him. He's, it's a very good gift he has. So how do you feel like uh, you would uh, shake up in this uh, new social media world now, say, if you had been on it? I think it would be good. Only because, you know, the thing with the shows before... You know, you watch it and there's so many things you wish you could have said or talked about in your interviews that you weren't thinking at the time. So with the social media, it gives you a platform to say the things that you want to say and explain your position and stuff. So I think it can be used for, for good, depending on how you wield it, you know. It's just another sword, you know. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, uh, you know, I appreciate you taking the time out and uh, hopping on here today and chatting with me. And uh I think a lot of people watching this, maybe you're hoping that uh, maybe one day we will see you again. You know, never never say never. Um, never say never, you know. See, yeah. I got the guns now. Ooh, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> but I had a great time. Thanks for bringing me back to memory lane. I haven't thought about those things in a while. Oh, I hope I answered all your questions correctly. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. You did a great job. I had uh, a lot of fun listening to a lot of your fun stories, a lot of laughs. <laughs> yeah, oh, gosh, me and my tangents. You can laugh at me about that any day because <laughs> I laugh at myself for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll let you know when this is out. You know, I'll tag yeah. you in all the fun stuff. Um, uh, yeah, and have a great rest of your day and take care. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> all right, Bye. thank you. Bye.